Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank uh, Pastor and Mama Pastor Piri for honoring us, inviting us to minister uh, in this house this morning. I would like to let you know that uh, I've been connected to KICC from the time that even Pastor McDuff didn't know that I'm connected. Hallelujah. <laughs> there was a time whereby all the time, all the days, uh, Pastor Matthew Ashmoro was appearing on TV that time. Every time I met you, wherever I am, to go and watch him, to an extent that I had to be doing his haircut that time when, <laughs> when Sola had not yet come. <laughs> That's how far I come with KICC. So when I'm here, I am home, and uh, thank you so much for honoring us once again. Hallelujah. Praise God. And um, I've come with uh, my wife, who is my partner, and uh, who is also one of the leaders in our church, uh, Pastor Mafuno. Would you stand? Hallelujah. She's a strong woman of God. You may take your seat. And I've come with youths because you minister to them. So I had to bring them. <laughs> I would have brought many, but uh, these are your products from that moment that you came to our church. So I had to honor you bringing youths. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And I would like also to thank my pastor here. Uh, and Mama Pastor, we've been great friends for quite some time, and I, it's an honor to see many familiar faces in this house. So I am not lost, I will be free. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you this morning. We bless you, we exhort your holy name, Lord, as we have gathered here at this holy place, Lord, that you have designated that we all be here this morning. Father, right now I declare publicly that I do not rely on my human personal ability to teach or preach, Lord, but I rely on you, Holy Spirit, that you are going to speak through me, Lord Father God, accurately, smooth, uh, smoothly, and clearly so that everyone, Lord Father God, hears what you have sent me to deliver this morning. I pray that you open our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, Lord, that we may see and we may hear that which no human being can understand in the name of Jesus. But the spirit man is going to get the treasures from your throne. We thank you. We bless you now and evermore in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. I love it that I've been invited uh, during Holy Communion. That's one aspect that contributed to my healing. When I understood about Holy Communion, that's why we write Christian Family Church, the command post. The command post is all to do with Holy Communion. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And then they explain everything. Unity is anointing in verse 2. And then when we go to verse 3, it says, For there the Lord commands a blessing. For there, where is there? The place where there is unity. And uh, my teaching this morning has been made easy, Pastor. Thank you so much. <laughs> I didn't have an entry point. But then I am going to go to scriptures that are not in my notes just because now it's connected. Now I've seen why God wanted me this morning here. Hallelujah. This 
year's theme is year of no you, you are not convincing year of once again praise God and then when the year has been declared to be a year of shining we understand that there are things that come to oppose people to shine the devil has laid traps and uh, so many things so that nobody in this church shines but he's too late he is too late we are going to shine let's say together i am going to shine the title of my message under the theme of this year is remove the bushel basket. Remove the bushel basket. Tell your neighbor, remove the bushel basket. Isaiah 60 verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. So this is a done deal. The Lord has spoken we can't discuss about it. We can't negotiate. All he wants is for us to arise no matter what surrounds us. We need to arise and shine. Let the people know that there is a Christian somewhere. There is somebody who has been washed by the blood of Jesus and they are shining forever. No matter whether it's cold or hot, whether uh, things are bad or Things are good, but God is saying, arise and shine, for your light has come. Say, my light has come. Again, my light has come. Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. I'm rushing this because uh, the pastor laid a foundation for me, then I have to go there. Praise God. Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. I'll read to you. You are the light of the world. Say, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bower or a bushel basket. Instead, they put it on its stand and gives light to everyone in the house. So this light has been lit and it's put on a stand. And this stand is our salvation. We have put on a stand which is our salvation. Which by grace God gave us. We did not deserve it. We did not earn it. But by his grace he just lavished us. Then it says, in the same way, let's say together, in the same way. Let your light shine before others. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. For people to glorify the Father in heaven, they are waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Because when we arise and shine, wherever we are, we are going to affect, infect people with what we are, with what we are made up of. Contagious Christianity. Praise God. COVID is contagious, we understand. I don't know. Christianity also is contagious. Our light has to shine in the lives of our neighbors. When we are there, something has to tell them that no, you have met someone who is different from all the people 
that you have ever met. And why am I connecting my message now to the Holy Communion? Let's read our Bibles from the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 11. I'll read from verse 17. My Bible says as a title, Correcting an Abuse of the Lord's Supper. Correcting an abuse of the Lord's Supper. Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not. I can't say you are doing well. That you come together not for the better but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there, there be divisions among you. And I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you, that is arising. Some have to shine and show that they are truly sons and daughters of the Most High God. Verse 20. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper. And one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have you not houses to eat and to drink, or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And it was well emphasized. Do this in remembrance of me. What do we remember? We remember that Jesus' body was broken to bring people that are in hostility together. To bring the Jew and the Gentile to, come, to become child, uh, children of God. He reconciled us back unto himself. That is the Holy Communion. He brought love that was not there in between. So when uh, Paul was administering Holy, uh, Holy Communion in this church, he found now a way how to handle it because he found that there were so many divisions. And then he was trying to explain what Holy Communion is. The Bible tells us that we are the body of Christ. What we have partaken of this morning is an emblem of the body of Christ. My pastor here is part and parcel of the body of Christ. I am also a member of the very same body. That means we work together in unity, in unison. Whatever we do, we do in harmony. Now, if I mishandle my brother, if I mishandle my wife, if I mishandle the pastor, if I mishandle the elder, if I mishandle the usher, I am not partaking the body of Christ worthily. Because we are the body of Christ. I am the body of Christ. My pastor here, she is part of the body of Christ. If I mishandle my pastors, I'm not doing the Holy Communion well. That's why when we come together, 
it's a holy convocation, a holy communion of saints. I remember back in those days when I was a Presbyterian, we used to say, I believe in God the Father. And then we went, we went, and I believe in the communion of, holy communion of the saints. So, there are things that are making us not to shine. Which is to do with the Holy Communion. When we are partaking of the Holy Communion, we should also think about our relationships. How we commune with one another. Because we are all members of one body. So, if members of one body are not working in harmony, then there is a problem. Praise God. I don't know whom am I talking to this morning, but there should be someone, just one person, that the Lord wants to address this morning. And I believe God is going to do it. Even if it's only that one, I will be happy that the Lord has done the work. Praise God. Let me finish reading. For as often as, verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. So he died to reconcile us. He died to show us the way how to live. He died to make uh, uh, people that are in hostility to become one. So till he come, we have to love one another. Till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord, and worthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Now, which is the Lord's body? Us. When we are partaking of the communion, when we are taking the cup, when we are taking the bread, we have to discern. We have to know what we are doing. We are dealing with the body of Christ. We are dealing with lives of people, souls of people. So we need to be careful. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Backslidden people. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Okay, verse 30. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. I'm teaching this one because it's my personal testimony. So whatever I am going to teach you today, it's my very own personal testimony. From woundedness to becoming a free person. That is usable to God. Shining unto the nations. So, say for example, you are in a family and people, you, you are not agreeing with one another. You see that one of us is going to become sickly. That's what happened to me. Blood pressure, stress and stuff and stuff. These things come because we are not relating one to another in the way that Lord wants us to. So, it made me to become now sick in so many ways. I could not feel better because I was bitter. I was, I mean, I was wounded. I was 
keeping grudges in me and they made me sick all the time. I don't know who can relate to that. When you are not relating well with the body of Christ, with people around you, even at the offices, it causes some ailments in our bodies. It does. Until you move out of that place, you start feeling now a bit lighter. And until you meet Jesus Christ, you never, you never have the freedom. So, I was healed from what I'm going to teach you this morning. We do not have an excuse to say, I'm not shining because of this, because of that, because of that. God is saying, arise and shine. Arise. So, it's sort of a command. Arise. We just have to arise. Believe God that whatever he has said, we can practice it and we can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There is nothing that is written in the Bible that is too hard for us to practice. We all rely on the grace of God. So if there is any excuse, and what are some of the excuses that are making the body of Christ not to shine as they ought to? What are some of the excuses? I'll give you some. When we read the book of Hebrews 12 verse 1, we are not going to read. You can just write down. The Bible is talking about a cloud of witnesses, the Moses, Paul's, and all those patriarchs of faith who have gone before us in heaven. They are watching us in this race of Christianity. And they are shouting in support of us. And they are encouraging us, don't give up. Continue loving, don't give up. Continue serving the Lord. Don't give up. Continue forgiving. Don't give up. Do everything that we did when we were on planet Earth. So it is talking about a cloud of witnesses. They are witnesses. And if we have a complaint about the wages or salaries at the office, for example, Jacob is rising up as a witness. To say, my friend, what are you complaining about? What are you murmuring about? Uncle Laban, in his enterprise, in his company, he changed my salary ten times. Not upwards, but downwards. But here I am in the grandstands, enjoying with my Lord Jesus Christ. So what is your excuse that you should keep on murmuring and crumbling? Because at the end of the day, I got what the Lord had designated for me. I was richer than the one who was taking away my salary. Then you say, no. My boss says, they are not promoting me. And then you keep a grudge. And then, instead of you praying for the environment in that office, you are not shining. You are joining. We are joining those people that are murmuring and grumbling. And they can't differentiate who is a Christian between these people. Who is shining between these people? Remember, we are removing the bushel basket. Then David is going to arise to say, my friend, you say promotion? Is that the problem that you can't save God and shine? No. I waited for my promotion for 13 years. I was running from the HR. I was running from, I mean, I was running away. Instead of me fighting him, 
I was running away from him knowing that my promotion is coming. Promotion does not come from the east, west, or south, but it comes from What are you murmuring about? No, the pastor, sometimes the way he speaks, uh, that elder, you know, he's rude, uh, whatever, whatever, and then Hannah is rising up, a cloud of witness. My friend, what are you? By the way, she's Hannah. <laughs> My friend, what are you complaining about? I was in the house of God, and the prophet, the man that he is God, thought that I was drunk, but I was not drunk. He spoke rudely to me. Then he would say, why were you cross with your leaders? Why are you cross with your leaders? What are we complaining about? What are we murmuring about? Okay. No. Members of my family. They are not cooperative. Hey, they do this, they do that, they do this, they do that, they do this, they do that. And we've got all the reasons on earth to complain. Then David, who arise, even Joseph, who arise, who say, my friends, haven't you read? I say it in the Bible, it is written. Even when my father and my mother forsake me, but you, Lord, that was my scripture that I stood on. Which scripture do you have to protect yourself from murmuring and grumbling and fighting? Joseph will tell you, my friend, my very own blood, they sold me. Instead of selling the goats, they sold me. They sold me. What are you complaining about? Cloud of witnesses. And then you say, the economic environment of Malawi is not good. But you see everywhere people are building. You see everywhere people are doing businesses. And we choose to complain and murmur and murmur and murmur. And then Isaac is going to come up. To say, my friend, God told me not to go to Egypt. He said I should stay in Gera. There was drought. So what are you complaining about? Why are you holding a grudge? Why do you have uh, offenses in your heart? Cloud of witness. Somebody is going to say, no, the work environment is not conducive. I'm telling you, I would rather leave this place and go somewhere. And then we, people now are wondering to say, no, no, no. But this guy, every Wednesday, he's telling us he's going to the home cell. Every Sunday, he's telling us he's going to church. And every Friday, he's telling us he's going to, uh, for an overnight. But can you see that we are complaining together the same issues? So who is going to lead who? Who is shining? And then Daniel will come. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will come to say, my friends, we are working in Babylon. The conditions were not conducive, but we were shining there. Until the king at last declared that nobody in this kingdom is going to worship any other God but the Lord God Almighty. That's what shining is all about. That's what shining is all about. You say, no, I've got a difficult husband, a spouse that is difficult. Abigail is going to stand up. My friend, my very own husband, even the name of my husband means foolishness. 
What are you complaining about? Hallelujah. This is just a snapshot of the cloud of witnesses in the grandstands in heaven. So what are the weights and what are the bushel baskets that are making Christians not to shine? As I have told you, this is my personal testimony. Personal testimony. What are the weights that weigh us down? What are the bushel baskets that are keeping the light of God from shining? Number one, offense. Say offense. Sometimes I'm tempted to say you are off the fence. Offense. You have gone out of the fence. Now you're operating under offense. So offense is very, very, very loud. This animal called offense is very loud. Everyone, anyone who is offended, you hear them. That they are offended. Through actions, the way they carry themselves, it's loud. You can take note that there is an offense here. When we are upset, we are hurt, we are annoyed because of someone's lewdness or direct, I mean, uh, maybe uh, disrespect, I should say. Just like anger, offense comes and goes. I can decide when I'm offended, just like Hannah, to say, my father, I'm not drunk. She had an opportunity also to say, Godabusa, what are you saying? She had an opportunity, but she decided to, to, light her, uh, to, to, to shine her light to the pastor. So, Matthew 18, verse 7. I will not read. We should take note that our Lord Jesus acknowledged that offenses are going to happen, to come to people. But the consolation that I have now after learning through the process is that he said in part two to say, woe to him that brings the offense. Now, the wake has been taken away from me. It's loaded unto Jesus. Because he says woe unto the one that brings the offense. So all I can do is to forgive and forget. As a Christian. The one that has offended us has to see that indeed we are the children of the most high God. And we are lighting our, 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 our light brighter and brighter and brighter. God expects us to avoid offense in anything, anytime, in everything. If our Christianity has to have value right now, even in our families, even in the, in the office, everywhere where we are, we should run away from harboring an offense. I did that. It's not sweet. I can tell you the effects were too much. I couldn't bear and I can't bear them. I was offended to an extent that one of the days I fainted in the bath. Thank God that I did not die. If I had died that time, I was going straight to hell, tongue talking. 
I had hell on earth. But you know what the devil does? He makes the offense to be enjoyable. In quotes. He makes the offense to be enjoyable. You know, this, they did this, they did this. And we love to talk about those things. And we feel like we are covered in a certain sense of security. But it's not. It's not. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. There was a time where my wife and my daughter used to massage my head because my head was just like Supreme Court. I don't know which court is hot. Which court is hot. True story. Every time when I, I'm coming back from the office, there were a lot of issues. I'm issuing summons and I'm judging this one. I'm, I'm doing this one. And I mean, I'm telling you, I was always, always, always no adjournment or postponement of cases. You know what I'm talking about, some of you. It's a heavy load. Let's shift that to the Lord. He is made up of material. Jesus Christ is made up of material that he can handle every load that we have. We are, we are not made up of that material. We are meant to enjoy life. The load that we can carry is love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And most of the times offense takes root when I want my pastor to be more Christian. Why did he do that? He's a Christian. Why did he do that? I want him to be more Christian than me and the Bible is telling me to forgive. Why do I need him to be more Christian and me not more Christian? Hallelujah. Praise God. Number two. If we harbor the offense for so long, there comes woundedness. Say woundedness. Again, woundedness. That's when our souls, the mind, will, and emotions are wounded. They are stricken. They are crushed. Our mind never now functions well. Our emotions now are directed by the circumstances that happened, not by what the Lord wants me to do. Then I become Christ inside. I am wounded because I have kept the offense for some time. I said that offense is loud, so it's easy to detect and can be done away with in no time because my pastor will come. Pastor Maya, no, 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 no. no. It seems you are offended with me. Can we just sort it out? Because it was loud, people noted. And then we have sorted it out. But when we graduate to woundedness, let's hear what the Bible says. Proverbs 18, verse 14 and 19. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear what the Bible is saying, if you're sick or something is happening in your life, but your spirit is covered by the spirit of God, 
the word of God has encrafted your spirit, chances, chances of you and me getting healed are 120%. But when I am crushed, so remember that quote that I had, then a disease comes on me. Then it's death in multiples. Because I've already got, gotten issues in my mind that I'm trying to solve that I can't solve. And then there is a medical, a proper medical condition that has come on me. Now it's two. The soul is sick, the body is sick. Who is going to save the other here? This is my personal testimony. Who is going to heal the other, help the other? Verse 19, it says, a brother offended is a harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like bars of a castle. So imagine the whole MTF. Even if it comes to win back a brother that is wounded, the Bible says it is so difficult. Very difficult. MTF can defeat South Africa, but not a brother that is wounded. <laughs> woundedness. Say, say woundedness. Psalm 109 verse 23. You can read up to 31. We see a brother that is wounded. It says, I'll just read 23. You read the rest of uh, the verses up to 31. I fade away like an evening shadow. That's a wounded brother writing to us. I'm fading away like an evening shadow. I am shaken off like locusts. What does an evening shadow look like? The sun is shining brighter this morning. Every shadow is so strong, if you can see. Every shadow is so strong. Even when the sun is on the middle, the shade that is going to be projected down there is so strong. But when now the sun is going down, can you compare the shadow? It's weak. It's not as thick as the shadow from the sun in the morning during this time until maybe midday. So the psalmist is saying, when I was wounded, I was like a shadow, an evening shadow. That doesn't have strength. Can you imagine that? So, when we are wounded, because we kept offense, now our potentials are going to shrink. We won't reach the maximum potential limit that the Lord has marked for us. Because we are so weak with woundedness. We are being eaten inside. That's why our even reactions to issues we react in a way that after five minutes, ten minutes, we say, Now we have realized after ten minutes. <laughs> so the reaction was not about the issue. The reaction was about the wound. The reaction is not the issue. The reaction came from the wound. Dangerous. You should come out. We should come out. I was there. 
the pastor that is standing before you was there. Was there. But when I came out from that, I started experiencing the freedom and the freedom is just too good. No matter who does what to me nowadays, I've got point of references to say, hey, Shay, I was there. <laughs> Continue that way. Yes, yes, yes. I'm proceeding. Continue. I was there. I was there. I was there. There was a day that the hospital wanted to admit me in Johannesburg. I refused. They said, now you have to sign an indemnity because your blood, blood pressures <laughs> are something else. And that blood pressure took my brother away. Those ranges. But the Lord was so gracious to me that I'm still alive. That kind of blood pressure took one of our maids away. I said, but why? Am I still alive? To give a testimony to someone. Every time I go for a blood test or whatever test is there, every time, the doctors used to say, uh-uh, you are not well. I said, I'm well. You know, when there are things happening in you and you are trying to protect yourself, you feel that you are well when you are not well. So you can see that it made me not to shine as much as I am shining right now. Mm-hmm. I had so much. Now, when you graduate from woundedness and you don't want to let Jesus heal you, you go now to this stage which I call bitterness. Bitterness. Say bitterness. The dangerous thing with bitterness now is so silent. People that are bitter, they are silent. Sometimes they can act like everything is okay. Bitterness is quiet and it controls the person. And bitterness does too much in the past. So every fresh thing that comes is referred to the past. People don't deal with what is there. They are always dealing with the past because they jump from one stage to another without letting the blood of Jesus do the way. I was there. I was there. Romans 3 verse 14. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. I remember my apostle gave us an example of a lady that was in church, very active, tither, tongue talking. And this lady now was in hospital. She was too sick. And then she reached that stage, Yobubweta. Then what was coming from her mouth, this lady, a tither, tongue-talking, who never misses church, whatever was coming out of her mouth was cursing, always. Bitter wet, spew. Because it was engraved inside. It was engraved inside. Now, um, Umuntu has gone out because of her condition. 
Now what has been stored inside was that which was coming out. When my apostle tried to pray with her, it was so difficult. So difficult. She couldn't even, I mean, I mean, you understand what I'm saying. Bitterness. Bitterness. And then we wonder why. It's because we have entertained something so long we did not want to release it. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Hebrews 12 verse 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. We should never fail from the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. So, bitterness will trouble the person. It will never trouble those people around. Even if you keep a grudge, it will never trouble them. You are the one that is in prison and you are being troubled. The rest will go about their businesses normal. They'll be enjoying. They'll be eating, feasting freely. And they don't know that you have given them a place in your heart. They will never know. But you are keeping them inside you. They will never know. They will never know. Why renting a space in your heart to a person instead of renting that space to Jesus Christ? Because your heart, your spiritual heart, is the residence of the Most High God. In the book of John, he says, I and my Father will come and make our home in you. Why should we push away Jesus and take in my wife, Pastor Mafunu? She did this. She did that. She did this. And then I'm still pushing away the Holy Spirit from my heart, which is his residence. Bitterness is not good. Deal with offense as early as you can. Deal with offense as early as you can. Deal with woundedness. As soon as you see that your reactions are always based on something else, not what was being transacted there and there. Lest, lest any root of bitterness develops in you and me. Now, how should I live a free life? How can I live a free life? Free from offense, free from woundedness, free from bitterness. Pray for those who have hurt you. It's a choice. Pray for those who have hurt you. Say, Father, from today, anyone who has hurt me is my prayer item. Number two. Be rooted and grounded in love. Be rooted and grounded in love. Different scripture, Ephesians 3 verse 17, you can write uh, the point two. Point number one, different scripture is Matthew 5. 
verse 43 to 44. Point number three. Make a quality decision to put it behind you. Philippians 3. Verse 13 to 15. Point number four. Ah, I'm too fast. Praise God. Okay. From the second one. Be rooted and grounded in love. Be rooted and grounded in love. Ephesians 3 verse 17. Can I go to number three? Make a quality decision to put it behind you. Make a quality decision to put it behind you. Philippians 3, verse 13 to 15. Philippians 3, verse 13 to 15. Number four. So we are not in an exam because some people will forget they think that we are in an exam and then you shoot your copy so that the other members should not. No, 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 no. The ones that are behind, let them write from your notes. <laughs> Please, we are not in an exam. <laughs> Praise God. Let it bear. The one who has missed will get the point from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number four. Cast every care upon the Lord. Cast every care upon the Lord. 1 Peter 5, verse 7 to 9. 1 Peter 5, verse 7 to 9. It's like I'm carrying a 50 kg bag. Kunyumba kulinjala. Now, I've by chance been given a bag by Pastor McDuff. And then I'm carrying it to area 25. And then somebody comes to me around area 18 to say, Hey, Abusa, we have seen you that you have struggled to carry this one. Can I help you? Now I want to show the other person that I'm powerful, I'm strong. Ah, no, 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 don't worry. This is the case. Cast every care unto Jesus. Many Christians, when Jesus is saying, Can you give me that, Lord? No, Lord, I have, I'm going to sort him out. No, Lord, I'm going to sort them out. <laughs> they will see. Cast every care upon the Lord. Number five. Take every thought captive. Very important. Take every thought captive. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. It's like a thought that, no, Pastor Mafuno, when she was going out from this house in the morning, she did this. I did not like it. So when that thought comes back at 9 o'clock, take it captive. Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lead me to forgiveness. Let me forgive and forget. Take every thought captive. Number six. Are we together? Praise God. Think God's thoughts. Think God's thoughts. It is possible. We are his children. 
That's why Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. So our father is always talking to us by his spirit. Let's listen. Let's hear from him. Let's take instructions. Think God's, God's thoughts. Philippians 4, 6 to 8. In verse 8, it says, whatever things are pure, whatever things are excellent, whatever things, whatever things, whatever things, whatever things are praiseworthy, think on these things. Those are God's thoughts. The last one. On the point. Is pray. 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 Pray, pray, pray. Say pray, pray, pray. Pray, pray, pray. When we are not prayerful Christians, chances of us going through these issues, it's easy. But when you are a praying Christian, you always forgive. You always forgive. And it always comes up. The beauty of praying for somebody. This year it has happened to me. The person that I pray for almost all the time wanted to do something else. Guess what? It came up. Bah, from this side. It came up again. Bah, from that side. It came again from that side. Bah. But if I wanted to react the way we react, Kumuzi, I would have missed God. When the, these issues came out, now the light that Christ gave me is lighting upon them. Hallelujah. Last scripture, then we close. Acts 5. Acts 5 verse 23 you find that there are other people that would deliberately provoke you. Deliberately. <laughs> they just planned today. <laughs> they are those experts. All they want is just to and then they enjoy seeing us reacting. But God says that we should be sober and active so that we should act, not react. 5 verse 23 it says, saying, the prison truly found we shut with all safety and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. This is how we are going to break out. When people have fenced us, in a prison of offense, woundedness, and everything, they expect us to react. But they see us acting. So when they come to find out what I did, no, 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 no. We are smiling. Now we have come out from the prison that they thought it's safely guarded, but we are not there. We are here lighting our lamps brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Many people will think, I mean, there are people that enjoy to see us titakuya. Seriously. There are people that enjoy just to do drama. They cause drama. Deliberately. 
But don't participate in that drama. Come out. Say, I'm a child of God. Bought by the blood of Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can forgive. I can love. I can pray for them. In the name of Jesus. I'm coming out of that prison. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your word. I praise you for what you have done and accomplished in this place. And I know there is that person that you wanted to address. And Father, they are healed right now. Even as they go back home, Lord, to meditate upon this word, they are going to receive their deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I believe that you have spoken what you wanted to speak. Anything that I spoke from a human point of view, I cancel it out in Jesus' mighty name. But everything that was inspired by your spirit, let it remain in the hearts of your beloved. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Over to you, Pastor. Wow. Message at the right time. I think uh, the Lord wants us to shine. Amen. The Lord wants us to shine. You can begin to actually say, no, the one who spoke that word was God. He really, really wants us to shine, but him being so loving knows that there are things that stand in the way to make us not to shine. So the devil's agenda is to make sure you don't shine. And then God, by his own grace, makes sure that he lights on your path, and now the hard part comes. Because all the points that pastor has shared with us, we have to do one thing. Obey and do them. The Bible says don't be just hearers of the word. Deceiving yourselves, but you have to go and do. So, the doing begins now. You have prayed, you have committed. Now, the doing begins now. Once you do the doing, you'll be amazed what God will do. And the beauty is that the messages now are both on Facebook. That's why you see Tammy doing the live broadcast and then the podcast. Let's listen to this over and over and over. Even if that's the only agenda in our lives this year, to say, God, as for me, I'll be free. You know, just in the freedom alone, the light begins to shine. Amen. May the Lord help you to obey and do. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Maya. I think we should be having you here, 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 here. Because it's, it's very helpful. Okay, it's uh, time for our offering. If you brought the tithe. Now, Pastor said it, there was a faithful tither. 
spirit tongue talking never missed church ended up in hospital the cases came out so when we pray that the lord should bless you pour for you and open windows of heaven and he cursed the the one who wants to bring all these things you shouldn't be the one to bring out the case now so i think as you stand up if you brought the tithe the first thing is forgive amen and say lord let let this offering do the things that you say let this tithe do the things that you say because there's been a lot of stuff release me lord i should when they come and find the prison guarded i'm not there I've been released, set free. Amen? Let's pray. Father, your word is true. And you speak and say you watch over your word to perform it. You spoke to KICC Malawi. The KICC Global Family. This is a year of shining. And you have made it very clear for us the barriers to that shining. Help us to obey. I pray for my brothers and my sisters as they come to church. Obeying your word. Bringing their tithe and others get through the bank within the week. Your word is clear. Bring a tithe into my storehouse that there may be food in my house. And see if I not open for you windows of heaven and begin to pour out a blessing for you that there will not be room enough for you to receive that blessing. And he said, I will rebuke the devourer. The one who does the rebuking is you. And God we ask that you rebuke the devourer for their sake in the name of Jesus. Let, the, let them not suffer miscarriage in their lives in every area of life because God you've done the rebuking and we pray in Jesus mighty name you bless the works of their hands you bless their careers you bless their families you bless their jobs till they become a delightful land totally free we give you glory we give you praise in Jesus name Amen Let's give our offering. Let me just pray for the offering. Let's just lift up the offering this morning to the Lord as a sacrifice. Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, your word says, give and it shall come back to you. It does not stay with you, God. It comes back to us. When it comes back to us, it comes back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and it begins to run over. We pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That God you bless your children. For your word says with the measure we give, the same measure we receive. We pray in the mighty name of the Lord. That God you do great and mighty things in the lives of us, your children. We are so honored to be called your children. Be glorified, be exalted. For in Jesus' name we have prayed.